handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. Perception Management here on RBN. It's August 29th, the second hour of the show here. Um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, more U.S. drone operators have come forward. Uh, yeah, it's lagging here too. Thanks, Sam. Um, so uh, this one is called Killing for the Sake of Killing. Uh, and this is where these pilots have leaked the uh, footage there of airstrikes against unarmed Afghans. And with that, uh, Mr. Producer, clip number two. As the government of Afghanistan collapsed and the country returned to Taliban control over the last week, it is important to understand how we fought and ultimately failed in the final years of the war. Based on nearly two dozen interviews, leaked drone footage, and personal journal entries, I pieced together how the United States waged a pressure campaign against the Taliban in order to apply leverage during negotiations in Doha, negotiations aimed at clearing the way for America's exit from Afghanistan. What I found was that one American task force in Helmand province abused their rules of engagement to target civilians. The drone strike footage you see may or may not disturb you, because without knowing the underlying context behind it, you just see another drone strike, like we have all been seeing for the last 20 years. The article I've written for Connecting Vets explains that context, unpacking extremely complicated and technical lethal strike operations as seen from the point of view of drone pilots, military lawyers, Air Force Joint Terminal Attack Controllers, and other sources involved in crafting Trump-era policies designed as a part of our exit strategy from Afghanistan. That pressure campaign came with a loosening of restrictions and the rules of engagement for the U.S. military. While Special Operations Forces launched highly targeted precision strikes against Taliban insurgents, the conventional military assigned to Task Force Southwest used these authorities to kill with an excess that some involved described as being punitive. They targeted any adult males they found carrying walkie-talkies, the only way to communicate in Helmand as the Taliban had been dismantling cell phone towers in the province. In the footage you see, unarmed men are being killed with lethal strikes because they met a target engagement criteria, a system of targeting that was designed to destroy ISIS in Syria and Iraq. But the tactic migrated its way to Afghanistan. In the footage you see strike after strike against men where there are no firearms present. These unfortunate targets met the strike cell's target engagement criteria, which was for an adult man to possess, use, or even just to touch a radio. One drone pilot described it to me as they would watch Afghans from above, quote, waiting for them to fuck up, end quote, 
by touching or using a radio so they could drop a Hellfire missile on them. As the Marines did not want to leave their base and conduct patrols in Helmand, seeing the province as a loss to the Taliban, they launched drone strikes instead. That some of those involved in described as being nihilistic because they served no tactical or strategic purpose. What's, uh, I have to explain, uh, that was a quote there. I wasn't going to take that out. Uh, we're talking about death here, so if the F word bothers you, fine. That video opens up, though, with uh, three Afghanis walking across the field, and you can clearly tell one of them is a woman. Uh, it wasn't just men with walkie-talkies and stuff. And this is the brutality of, of an alleged war on terror that the United States themselves have created uh, over some alleged men playing on monkey bars, which probably would have filled a 737 plane back then to now where over 100,000 war crimes individually have been created in that country with this policy here. And uh, it's to me, is shocking. Um, when you look at these napalm raids in Vietnam and Laos and Cambodia, the amount of carnage, and Americans, nor do the pilots in most cases, get to see the damage on the ground. They're only dropping bombs but when you look at the old archive video footage and say like in Vietnam, since Afghanistan is compared to that, of where you've got civilians with their arms melted or glued to their chest and stuff from their flesh melting, uh, this is egregious that uh, people should have to go through this just because of policy. The deaths should be shocking more than anything. Uh... And even more so is when you find out that Obama, at the time, was okaying the use of drones against U.S. citizens. Um, and, of course, the one guy that was killed also a week or two weeks later had his son killed, too, who was 16 years old. This is that scorched earth policy, which is also just like the, uh, the uh, double tap of where after they target an area, when the doctors or EMTs run out there to help, they do another bombing, and then also, when it comes time for the funerals, they'll bomb the funerals too. The famous double tap, which was developed in Israel, of course. So, uh, anyway. Uh, Afghanistan, again, is more of a distraction, though, because namely it's what's going on is the democide that they've put forth by Bill Gates and these other eugenics supporters. While your attention is all focused on Afghanistan, those who meet in secret are still finding ways to try to get people to take the jab and stuff, you know. Um, it's, it, it leaves a grave future. And, of course, now we see in Australia where they have these, uh, like, camps, quarantine camps we got them in canada now and we've heard rumors about fema here in the united states of where they're actually talking about taking people out of their homes and in australia they're just shooting dogs because they don't want people to travel they want you in total lockdown and again uh if people can't see the necessity of waking up uh they should and i'm sure you recall uh bush jr uh where he was at this party with his friends talking about not finding the WMDs and he's his saying at the time he says well we didn't find them over here we didn't find them over there you know 
And, of course, remember Mike Pompeo's talking about his tenure at the CIA, where he bragged about lying, cheating, and stealing. I could give you various more examples, but what they all have in common is those in attendance in the audience who laugh and clap. Here's one more example. Clip number three, Mr. Producer. This is being the, the crisis manager, the flu commissioner for, for Belgium, and, and, and highlighting the communication uh, aspects there. And then you have one opportunity to do it right. I mean, day one is so important. Uh, in day one, you start your communication with the press, with the people, and, uh, and you have to do it right. I mean, you have to go for one voice, one message. In Belgium, they chose to uh, appoint a non-politician to do that. I mean, I have no party affiliations, and that makes things a little bit, at that time at least, a little bit easier, because you're not, you're not attacked politically, majority, minority. Uh, that doesn't come into play, and that was a huge advantage. The second advantage is that you can play in Brussels the complete naive guy and, uh, and get a lot more done than you would otherwise be, uh, be able to do. You have to be omnipresent that first day or the first days so that you attract the media attention. Uh, you, you make an agreement with them that you will tell them all, and if they call, you will pick up the phone. When you do that, then you can profit from these early days to, uh, to get complete carpet coverage of the field, and they're not going to search for alternative voices there. And if you do that, that makes things uh, a lot easier. And then you have to say, okay, well, we will have H1N1 debts. Of course, that would be unavoidable. Uh, I used there Sir Donaldson's uh, quote where he said that in the UK, by the peak of the epidemic, 40 people would die uh, per day uh, at the end of the summer. Uh, so 62 at that time, million people in the UK, 40 deaths a day. I worked it out for Belgium. That would be seven deaths a day at the peak of the epidemic. I used that in the media. Seven Belgian flu uh, deaths per, uh, per day at the peak of the epidemic would be realistic. That is true in every year, even interpandemically. That is very, very conservative. <laughs> However, talking about fatalities is important because when you say that, people say, wow, what do you mean? People die because of influenza? And that was a necessary step to, uh, to take. And then, of course, a couple of days later, you had the first uh, H1N1 death in the country. And the scene was set and it was already talked about. And then you had to pick uh, who is going to be vaccinated first. So, that's from the clip called Selling a Pandemic, and of course, vaccines, of course. And you, you, you hear the audience laughing and joking about how they're going to misdirect the public. And it all sounds fine, but remember, these guys are in it for the ride. Uh, they have their skin in the game. They don't care about uh, the lives that they're screwing up. So, where are the morals of these sociopaths that... Uh, I mean, you can see them clearly on dis uh, display here, uh, and no doubt many of which who uh, invest in those same firms that make the plastic barriers at all the venues of shopping and those who invest in all those decals of the six-foot uh, social distancing, those who also sell the cosmetic masks to imprison mankind from breathing actual real air that's needed uh, for their health, mask, whatever. And uh, those who say uh, that you don't need a mask while eating at one of their corporate businesses, uh, of course, shut down the smaller ones, as the alleged virus doesn't travel at, a, at, at that height. So if you're sitting down, you don't need a mask. But if you stand up, there's a virus right there to grab you, you know. 
And then, of course, we have all these different things there about uh, the types of those masks that were being sold, bubbles, people walk around in bubbles, the different face shields, hand sanitizers, and, of course, you can't shake hands, you got to bump elbows or something like that, you know. Uh, this was all sold to the people, and like the guy mentioned, it was just basically like for a flu, which we have uh, long with, lived with, and <clears throat> what's weird about that is anyone can sit there and do the research and see how many people die of heart disease every year at 600,000 in America. Uh, you don't see any mass crisis or pandemic over that, do you? Or those who die from diabetes or liver issues and stuff. I mean, uh, the media is, is in full compliance with what those in the corporate field want. And, of course, that is to control you. And like all those illegal wars that have killed uh, those abroad, uh, it's all for our safety. Just like uh, calls that have... Uh, uh, or the, you know, those that are calling to have uh, people that aren't vaxxed to have them jailed. And people even said about just killing them. Talk show hosts like Alex Jones. You know, he might produce, as mentioned earlier, some good shows there. But for those who uh, listen to him, he has for years highlighted again how people should turn on their government. Instead of turn on the people that are actually have their hand in their glove. Which is usually these big corporations. And then as you think of those corporations, you have to think about who owns them. Uh, the governments are merely the glove, and it's uh, whose hands inside that glove that should have our attention. And that's why more and more people should research. Um, whenever there's a comment from a certain actor or actress or a politician, I always go over and search out who they are and see uh, where they derive their so-called knowledge from or, or even what ethnic ethnic state, I guess you call it, ethnicity, if I got that right, <laughs> anyway, but uh, they all seem to be related to a certain tribe, that's all I can tell you, uh, they're the ones that are pushing this stuff, and they're just going along, as they call, lockstep, uh, with the, uh, uh, like they, like they know what's planned, and they know that you have to follow it, because if you don't, it's like saying, well, if you don't get vaccinated, my vaccine won't work, which is basically what it is. Gonna have more news coming up on that. So uh, anyway, so now again, like I mentioned earlier on uh, the other show prior to this one here, uh, the governments are merely the glove, as seen. But so we see, it's not China and Russia or Iran that's uh, doing anything to we as Americans. Uh, they're not a threat to our liberties and our freedoms. No, what we should do is be is to look behind the immigration, who's behind the wars. And also you can add the vaccines as well as all that tech embedded in your cell phones for tracing, the ankle bracelets, the facial recognition, the censorship, and so on. Yes, whose hand is in that glove that, like uh, most criminals who basically, they wear a glove so they don't leave their own fingerprints all over the politicians, the media, and of course others whom they control. So who benefits in this destruction of all these countries and their mandates? Well, when you look at all those remaining shells of once used to be thriving cities full of shops and commerce for locals and travelers, someone is benefiting. So with that, uh, let's talk more about this, uh, this crisis that we have. We have a government that was told by the international bankers who paid these countries to shut everything down. 
With that, Mr. Producer, clip number four. It's a very pertinent question to ask how do we build back better? To build back better or whatever. We have a chance to reset the clock and build back better than before. To build back better than before. Remember the, the terrible damage of COVID as we try to build back from this uh, global pandemic. Joe Biden calls it build back better. Build back better. Building back better. To do things differently. To build back better. We're going to build it back better. And build it back better. It's my plan to build back better. Uh, start taking all the problems that have been created in right. education and mental health and start to, to build back in a positive way. I have launched a booklet called Build Back Better, written after coronavirus. It's about building this country back better. Growing conspiracy following it. It is called The Great Reset. An unprecedented opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we live. The great opportunity for reset. The theory even calls Mr. Biden's campaign slogan, Build Back Better, a front for the conspiracy. Build back better. Building back better our economy. Build back better. All elements of the Great Reset are fundamental to building the future we need. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. It's a big effort to, some would say, to build back, back better. We would say to really have a great reset. Conspiracy. 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 Well, there you have it. So, here's a hint. Who controls the fiat money system? Who wants the entire world to use their monopoly money that's backed by nothing? The international bankers is who. But who are they? Yes, when you create money from the air, it doesn't cost you anything. And like those who laugh in those crowds, they don't realize that they too have been played just like a fiddle. And they're being, you know, they're actually pushing the same agenda. And that while most don't uh, really think of it, all in part that, uh, scare quotes, we're all in this together, that uh, once used, they too will be disposed of when no longer needed. Yes, in chest, it's always the pawns that are sacrificed. So for decades, the Palestinians too um, have suffered greatly, and at the hand that fills the glove there, the glove is teaching your children about the Holocaust that allegedly happened nearly 80 years ago. And yet daily, those behind the alleged vaccines don't care about the tens of thousands of people dying from their alleged vaccines. Uh, we'll just call them MNRA vaccines that aren't vaccines. Uh, the FDA, the CDC, and those that keep pushing this, your politicians. Everyone I know is asking, what's in the vaccines? Matter of fact, when we uh, stopped for breakfast uh, yesterday morning, there before we went up the mountain there, I was playing a couple of clips from my phone there, logged onto my server there, and uh, I had about eight people come over to the table and was listening to it. And they were getting a little bit peeved off, not at what was I was playing, but at what was being played. Uh, people are getting tired of being taken for fools. So the hand of the glove is behind the immigration, behind the LGBT agenda is also behind those in the media and government. And so now we have a room full of people with computers. Well, here, I'll get to that here in a second. So we'll be right back. 
It's hung there on the front porch Since this old house was built It's where the old men whittle Folks, we're living in a world the likes of which we've never perceived any clearer than we do now. The plan for global governance has been in the works for generations and would have likely been achieved by now but for the fact that the globalists left open their Achilles heel. With all their tools, Federal Reserve System, fiat currency, no child left behind, and then common core education introduced to our schools to dumb us down, vaccines, pharmaceuticals to lobotomize us, GMO foods, insertion of compromised or bought and paid for politicians, judges, mainstream media propaganda, all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing, knowledge and knowledge is power. With knowledge, their bombardment is nullified. Folks, with that, as brilliant and knowledgeable as you've become, among the wisest audience of any radio audience in the world, and you are, I want you to take a moment to reflect and ask yourself, how much of that knowledge did I obtain from Republic Broadcasting Network? How high has my consciousness been raised since I've been a listener? How fast am I now able to discriminate truth from fake news by being a Republic Broadcasting listener? How clear am I now able to see the world since I've been listening to RBN? Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? Like public broadcasting, we are now finding we can only survive with listener support. Censorship, advertisers being attacked, truth itself being attacked. It's the only way through this. We at Republic Broadcasting humbly ask you to become a supporter. Look at your budget and make a determination of what Republic Broadcasting is worth to you and what you can afford on a monthly basis. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and pledge 20, 30, 40, 50, if possible, 100 a month or more if it's affordable. Click the Donate button and become a regular monthly donor. Assure both us and yourself that Republic Broadcasting Truth will continue to flow like that morning coffee. The network thanks you. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Well, I woke up Sunday morning With no way to hold my head Didn't hurt And the beer I had for breakfast Wasn't bad So I had one more for dessert Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Perception Management here from beautiful western Montana, and we'll pick up Andy down there in Texas. Good uh, good morning, Andy. Well, hey, so, hey Keith, I really appreciate it. Um, Your so mic is still on, Sam. 
Go ahead. Okay, so this Build Back Better, I mean, you got so many people that are using the same words and whatnot, but in order to build back better, you have to tear something down first, don't you? I well, mean, that's you can't build it back. They, they are the ones that destroyed it. China didn't do it. Russia didn't do it. Iran hasn't done it. Uh, you know, Afghanistan yeah, well, didn't we know, do it. We certainly know who the guilty people are, but, I mean, yeah. if you're certainly going to build back better, but look at all the talking points and how these, uh, I mean, uh, the latest one on the local news and stuff is we have a, a we have a, a epidemic of unvaccinated, and it's all right. throughout all the channels. Change the channel, they're going to say the same thing. I mean, they all have these talking points. And particularly, they really think they've dumbed us down enough to follow through with what they're doing. But people yeah. need to realize, how, yeah. How do healthy unvaccinated people compare with those that are getting massive uh, uh, side effects of the uh, second jab, and now they want to give them a third? Now a uh, uh, they're discussing every five months to give someone a booster shot. Every five months. And still keep the mask on. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, so this is, hey, American, this is a trick. You're being tricked. They're actually testing how much knowledge you have. How long have you been paying attention or have you been paying attention? Those who are getting a jab have not been paying attention. I just want to throw that out there. So you get right, on with your I, show I, there, Keith. All right, appreciate it. Andy. You take care of yourself, okay? Yep, okay, um, with that, uh, you know, how how are they able to carry off all this stuff? You know, how are they able to flood the Internet, like Andy mentions there, to have the same message or the theme to roll across every single channel? Uh, I always said that I knew something was up. When the minute this happened, it seems like everywhere in the world, web pages completely changed and had COVID-19 on them. How did they do that, you know? I mean... Could you imagine all these IT guys that physically go in there and, and change their HTML or whatever uh, uh, script they're using to uh, to change those web pages and to put all that information out there? So with that, uh, how do they do it? Well, it's, it's called these click farms. So with that, Mr. Producer, clip number five. Ever wondered why false information is always trending? We are being manipulated. These are click farms bought and paid for. Likes, shares, retweets, followers. This is what our public opinion looks like. We can fight back. We will show you how. We are the resistance. So, these click farms. We know that Israel uses them with their college students to uh, uh, combat uh, any of this uh, anti-Semitism and stuff. Uh, the government uses them. The military uses them. Uh, everything about you is to change your perception management, the way that you would uh, normally deal with things. So, uh, well, how do people normally deal with things? Well, over 32,000 people are dead in Brazil following the COVID-19 vaccines, according to the official media report. Now, this official media report, they can't hide that, can they? Uh, Cambodia, it fights against U.S. meddling right now and arrests uh, this U.S.-backed union leader. Now, I know a lot of people don't like unions and stuff. I happen to belong to two of the greatest unions when I was growing up there, and they were really good unions. And that was about the same time they took out Jimmy Hoffa. And remember the Marshall Plan where they had to bust up the unions? All those thousands of civil rights and union workers down through Columbia and stuff that have been assassinated? What it is, is anything like these click farms that might organize people to stand up for their rights and stuff. 
The U.S. policy of encircling and containing China spares no nation in the Southeast Asia area. Right now, the U.S. is getting ready to uh, form a new military base over there in the uh, Indochina area, again, to combat China. See? All China's doing is going around making deals with trade. They're not bombing countries. Neither is Russia. And, of course, this is all part that about that uh, pivot to Asia and trying to shut down the Belt Road which is why Afghanistan is such a crisis right now. The article continues and says there are still U.S.-backed agitators operating in Cambodia. Uh, do you think they'd learn from Vietnam and stuff what Cambodia was, which was a neutral state then? Uh, like the supposed labor leader, uh, his name is Wong Chun, whose arrest is being portrayed by the Western media as persecution and oppression. You've got one of our guys leaving out the essential context, including the U.S. backing of his role in aiding this CNRP, which is this union stuff down there. But this happens. It's like the CIA, where they go in there and they infiltrate these companies, whatever. They always get their man in place so that the Western corporations can make big on it. And, of course, as mentioned earlier, with uh, Brazil, uh, let's look at... Uh, uh, highly vaccinated Israel is seeing a dramatic surge in new COVID cases and I'll finish with that here right after the break here so stay tuned All my life I've been so lonesome If I the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and a new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out thekosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the Koshertified app can make a huge difference for your future. Extendivite 7 Herb Formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. 
Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Call toll-free 1-855-2-KEEP-IT. That's 1-855-2-KEEP-IT today. All my life I've been so lonesome If happiness came I missed the call All my dreams have been so aimless And now I'm so tired of it all. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Perception Management with Keith Rogers, your host. Uh, two stories on Israel. Highly vaccinated Israel is seeing a dramatic surge in new COVID cases, and here's why. And, of course, the article goes on to talk about it. says Israel was the first country on Earth, uh, it's the only place I can think of, uh, to fully vaccinate a majority of its citizens against COVID-19. Now it has one of the world's highest daily infection rates, spike proteins, an average of nearly 7,500 confirmed cases a day, double what it was two weeks ago. Nearly one in every 150 people in Israel today has the virus. Wouldn't have had it before. The bad news, doctors say, is that half of Israel's seriously ill patients who are currently hospitalized were fully vaccinated in at least five at least five months ago. Most of them are over the age of 60 years old and have these comorbidities. The seriously ill patients who are unvaccinated are mostly young, healthy people whose condition deteriorated quickly. And that's out of NPR. And then out of Zero Hedge, it says this ends the debate. Israel's study shows that natural immunity is 13 times more effective than vaccines at shopping or sorry at stopping delta which is one of the variants so you get vaccinated the spike proteins cause these variants and then people get deathly sick so what do you do and remember as a remembrance article here a vaccine what is it 
A vaccine is a biological preparation that provides active acquired immunity to a particular infectious disease. A vaccine typically contains an agent that resembles a disease-carrying microorganism and is often made from a weakened or killed forms of the microbe or its toxins and one of, the, one of its surface proteins. And that's out of Wikipedia. So editing someone's genes to trick your body into doing stuff is not a vaccine. And that's why even... Robert Malone, who invented the mRNA, and others, like the, uh, Dr. Martin, have come out and said that this is clearly not a vaccine. It is something else, something nefarious. So, how many people uh, get COVID after the vaccine? Well, the rest of the world matches UK's rise in the cases among the fully vaccinated. Israel, where the vaccine rolled out, won a prize for it and its admiration of course, that was to get everyone vaccinated, uh, is also experiencing an unprecedented rise in cases among both the healthy and the vaccinated. Why? It's because of shedding. Everyone's talked about this. So that was out of UK news there. We've all heard about Fauci, his gain of function, the Wuhan lab, Germany also having the BSL-3 lab over in Wuhan, Fauci's restarting that gain of function in 2018 and the tens of millions of U.S. tax dollars that went to that lab. And, of course, it was all to demonize China, China. So uh, we also have the breaking news from Dr. Martin, which uh, turned that report in there to Texas, that uh, Canada was involved in this more than anything with their two labs up there. And, of course... Uh, remember Mike Pompeo a few months ago said that there is enormous evidence that connects the coronavirus outbreak to the Wuhan lab. It was to keep that Wuhan constantly in your mind there because where's it at? China. Pompeo added, and so while the intelligence community continues to do its work, they should continue to do that and so to verify that we are certain and I can tell you that there's a significant amount of evidence that this came from the laboratory in Wuhan. And now they're trying to say, oh, it, it emerged naturally. Okay? So, <clears throat> here's more news from Yahoo. There's still no evidence of the Chinese lab leak. But here's what changed, scientists say. It says, I know a lot of people who want to have a smoking gun, says Chan. Uh, this is an associate there with the Broad Institute, uh, yeah, Broad Institute, I said board, but uh, Broad Institute of uh, MIT and Harvard University, who specializes in genetic engineering. They're all linked to genetic engineering, aren't they? Isn't that interesting? Who uh, has been very vocal about the need to investigate the possibility of a lab leak. It's more like the breadcrumbs everywhere, and they are not always leading in one direction. It's like the whole floor is covered in breadcrumbs. All the evidence right now is circumstantial, and it's consistent with both lab and natural origins, she said. The, there's precedent for lab leaks. The genetic data could swing either way. And the epidemiological, I can't even pronounce it. Anyway, you know what I'm going to say. Epidemiological, something like that, uh, data which is how it all unfolded in Wuhan, can swing either way. None of this is pointing in either direction. And this is because there's, the more they try to pin 
the Wuhan lab, the more it turns back to Fauci, which implicates themselves. So why are they all now backing off on this leak? Well, let's go to clip six and find out why they're backing off on this lab leak theory. Uh, Mr. Producer. The Chinese biological laboratory in Wuhan is owned by GlaxoSmithKline, which owns Pfizer, the one who makes the injection against the virus, which was started in the biological laboratory in Wuhan, which was funded by Dr. Fauci, the one who promotes the injection on the world stage. GlaxoSmithKline is managed by the finance division of BlackRock, which manages the finances of the Open Foundation Group, the Soros Foundation, which manages the French AXA Group. Soros owns the German company Winterthur, which built a Chinese laboratory in Wuhan and was bought by the German Allianz, which coincidentally has Vanguard as a shareholder, who is a shareholder itself of BlackRock, which controls the central banks and manages a third of global investment capital. BlackRock is also coincidentally the major shareholder of Microsoft, owned by the eugenicist himself, Bill Gates, who coincidentally is the shareholder of BioNTech and Pfizer, which, remember, sells a miracle injection, and coincidentally was the first sponsor of the World Health Organization of the United Nations. Now, that should help you understand more about how a dead bat sold at a wet market in Wuhan has apparently infected the entire planet. I will leave it at that. There you have it. <coughs> Excuse me. Population control. The founder was John D. Rockefeller III. The council conducts research in fields of biomedicine and social science and public health and helps build research capacity in developing countries. For example, the population control seeks to teach boys that they can have that they can be involved in contraceptive methods, regardless of stereotypes that limit male responsibility in childbirth. Uh, the organization owned the license for this NOR plant, which my wife was on for a while and my and also we got a daughter while my wife was on NOR plant. Uh, and now has a license to run this Marinia uh, intraternal or something like that. I can't pronounce that word. I'm sorry. Uh, system. Uh, the Population Council also publishes a journal Population on Development to Review. While this Marina Intraturin system, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, well, let's go to a related story. This uh, Marina lawsuit accuses Bayer Pharmaceuticals of hiding side effects and making a defective, uh, it has to do with the uterine, uh, intrauterine, that's where you go. Sorry, everyone. I should have picked that up earlier. Intrauterine uh, uterine device, it's an IUD, uh, where women blame the birth control vice for organ perforation, dislodging from the uterus, and causing pressure buildup in the skull. I read over a couple of these complaints. Bear offered to settle some uh, of these preparation lawsuits for about $12.2 million. So, remember, all these things get FDA approved, and years later, it comes out that they're killing you with it. So with that, I want to move over here to uh, 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 
clip number seven, but do you realize how many lawsuits have been filed and won on these FDA-approved drugs? So with that, uh, clip seven there, please, Mr. Producer. Since shutting down Pfizer was unthinkable, Pfizer and the feds cut a deal. And here's how they did it. Pfizer, located here in New York, owns a company named Pharmacia Corporation, which owns another company called Pharmacia and Upjohn LLC, which owns Pharmacia and Upjohn Company LLC, which in turn owns Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated. What does Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated do? Nothing. It's a shell created to be a legal shield for Pfizer. In other words, if Pfizer was at risk of being convicted, the shell company would take the hit. Think of it as the great-great-grandson of the parent company. Birthday, March 27, 2007. Just in time to plead guilty in a kickback case against a company Pfizer had acquired a few years earlier. With that conviction, Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated, which had never sold so much as a single pill, was excluded from Medicare. Two years later, when Pfizer was in trouble with Fetstra, Pharmacia and Upjohn Company Incorporated, the shell company, stepped up again and pleaded guilty. It was like having an imaginary friend, an imaginary bad guy, to take the rap. And Pfizer, too big to nail, is still doing business with the federal government. It is true that if a company is created um, to take a criminal plea, but it's just a shell, uh, the impact of an exclusion is minimal or non-existent. Did the punishment fit the crime? Pfizer says yes. It paid nearly $1.2 billion in a criminal fine for Bextra, the largest fine ever. It paid a billion dollars more to settle civil suits, although it denies wrongdoing on allegations it illegally promoted 12 other drugs. In all, Pfizer lost the equivalent of three months' profit. But even Mike Laux, who spent more than a decade prosecuting some of the largest drug companies in the country, isn't sure that $2 billion is enough to make Big Pharma clean up its act. I worry that the incentives are so great, the money is so great, uh, that that has uh, uh, maybe made it dealing with us, the Department of Justice, as just a cost of doing business. So, Drew, what does Pfizer have to say about all this? Anderson, nothing on camera. After a lot of back and forth, we got a phone conversation with the company's chief compliance officer. He told us, look, Pfizer takes full responsibility for illegally promoting Bextra. And to prevent it from happening again, here's what Pfizer said it's done. It's set up a leading-edge system. It monitors sales reps tracking prescription sales and proactively looking for signs that its people are illegally promoting these drugs. So are, are, is Pfizer doing this voluntarily? No, not all voluntary. Pfizer, they had to sign what's called a corporate integrity agreement with the Department of Health and Human Services. Basically, the executives at Pfizer have to sign on the dotted line to say that their company is going to comply with the law. But, I mean, you look at this thing, and, I mean, if Pfizer is too big to fail, and even the biggest fine in history is just a few months' profit, then what's going to stop it from illegally promoting other drugs? Critics say, Anderson, nothing. Nothing. They think that this is really, even though it's a big, big fine, you know, what, $2 billion, they say, look, it is a cost of doing business. And until, even the prosecutor, until and unless somebody goes to prison, somebody high up goes to prison, 
and or the company is banned from selling drugs to Medicare or Medicaid, this activity, like it has in the past with so many other companies, will continue. True. Thanks. Keep in mind. You know, it got me as a firefighter is when you respond to these homes is there will be someone either laying there at the side of their bed who passed out or fallen because of dizziness due to diabetes or whatever like that. But you can tell it's the drugs. But on the side of their bed of the nightstand, there will be 12 to 15 bottles of pills, each which have their own side effects, but when mixed with other ones, only the Lord knows what the side effects are. And yet these guys keep over-prescribing this stuff. Pfizer was also indicted in that Neurontin case, or gabapentin also, which is being sold off-label for things like neuropathy and other things. But uh, anyway, uh, let me think. I think I have time to get this next uh, clip in here. So their main players uh, behind today's alleged vaccines, and of course, uh, who uh, are immune from prosecution, it seems like. So with that, clip eight. Lecture, but I'll just give the three principles which enable us Israelis to live so easily with this brutal reality. A, most of the Israelis, if not all of them, deeply believe that we are the chosen people. And if we are the chosen people, we have the right to do whatever we want. B, there were more brutal occupations in history. There were even longer occupations in history, even though the Israeli occupation gets to quite a nice record. But there was never in history an occupation in which the occupier presented himself as the victim. Not only the victim, the only victim around. This also enabled any Israeli to live in peace because we are the victims. The other day, to the third set of values which enable us Israelis to live in peace with the occupation, and this is maybe the most crucial one and the worst one. We say victimization, we say chosen people. When I say victimization, it goes without saying we have to mention the Holocaust and the unforgettable Mrs. Golda Meir that the American jury had exported to Israel. She said once, this unforgettable woman, that after the Holocaust, the Jews have the right to do whatever they want. But the third set of values is the most dangerous one, and this is the systematic dehumanization of the Palestinians, which enable us Israelis to live in peace with everything, because if they are not human beings like us, then there is not really a question of human rights. And if you scratch under the skin of almost every Israeli, you will find it there. Almost no one will treat the Palestinians as equal human beings like us. Well, we're all Palestinians, basically. I mean, that's candid, you know. And again, most of the CEOs at all these big pharma things happen to be Jewish. And they just keep pushing this stuff. And again, they have been exempted from uh, any prosecution. And it makes you wonder, again, why are they pushing this? Anyway, I'm not sure if my break is gone or what like that, but I'll pick up Fred in Michigan. Uh, if the break comes on, Fred, we'll skip over it and we'll go on, okay? Yeah. Uh, so the CEO of 
Kaiser, what's his name, Albert, Albert Obor? Yeah, right? something like that, yeah. Okay, so he's on record, I heard, declaring he's not going to take the kill shot injection stab. Neither are the government stab. I read, uh, I read one of the input commentators' uh, data uh, at that uh, Stu Peters interview with David Martin, right? HP, by the title, "This is a this plant mass murder of billions." So yeah. there's there's the commentator by the script Septel S E P Tell, like William Tell Septel, and right. he list all the names of the Centers for Disease Creation and Promotion, uh, which I call the National Metasitist Enemy, National Metasite Establishment. Chris Hinckley is the guy that coined that phrase. Enemy, National Metasite Establishment. Then you got the National Military Establishment. You got the National Media Establishment. So, anyway... They are, according to Septel, all uh, Frank and Schweinsleimstein, Talmud Kabbalah, Voodoo Jujus. And I want to read, you're wondering, why would they do this? I have a significant declaration from a Harvard Jewish professor, Professor Noel. No, it'd be Noel. Noel is a girl's name. Noel Ignatius. Abolish the white race by any means necessary. Whiteness is a form of racial oppression. Treason to whiteness. Yeah, that that's that's nice. Right when I'm in, in midstream, the damn thing. Uh, what? There we go. Treason to whiteness is oh. loyalty to humanity. The goal of abolishing the white race is on its face so desirable that some find it hard to believe that it could possibly face opposition other than from the true white supremacists. The ultimate goal is to bring this minority together, the Kalergi plan, you know, forced migration replacement. You ought to read that on air sometime. You can access the report at SovereignWales.com. It's called The Kalergi Plan, and then... Kalergi plan. One is the original, and the other is the uh, the second installment. Uh, the ultimate goal is to bring this minority together in such a way that it makes makes it impossible for the legacy of whiteness, that is the white race, to continue to reproduce itself. That's why this is all going down. Two years ago on NPR, uh, National Parasite propaganda communitarian radio, I heard an array the whole entire spring, people like Paul Singer uh, and the Alphabet Company, uh, let's see, whoever, Larry Page and the, uh, whoever the other guy is, they came on, were interviewed, they said global anti-Semitism has, has accelerated to a fever pitch, we have to circumvent it. And this is how they're doing it. Uh, and it is central 
core Talmudic principle doctrine that uh, as that <coughs> as that guy, a student uh, journalist, declared, they are Satan, Hasatan, chosen spawn, uh, and uh, of course Hasatan, its ultimate goal is to eradicate Christian populace, white, black, whatever. Lubavitch rabbis, this, this is what this is what they're all gunning for. Okay, this is why they coined a, a temple shekel coin with Grump, Grump face next to King Cyrus. Grump is one of their high-ranking Shabbat Lubavitch. Yeah, uh, I know he's opera. proud to have he's proud to have their award on his uh, Trump Tower's wall. I can tell you that. Right, right, right. So. Uh, and as Karen Kingston points out, every everything, every element in these kill shot injection stabs from the graphene, which is 4,000 times the strength of titanium, it, it, it functions as a conductor of elect, electromagnetic energy. It's the primary component of hydrogel, which is the, which yeah. is the, uh, you know, the liquefied, uh, black goo substance. That's and right. by the way, somebody, I think it was Don Campbell, and I think it was Karen Kingston with Stu Peters, she said when it's injected into the human body, it actually forms a neural lace, right? Yes. A neural lace, graphene, a network in the brain, and that's how everyone will ultimately become the Borg if they survive long enough. The Borg. <laughs> you know, right? Fred, I saw a video. Uh, it's on uh, BitChute. There's two glasses on it. One is of a natural spring water. I think it's in France. France. And the other one is heavy, another one. Looks like, yeah, it looks like a 7-Up or something like that. They put aerators in the water there, and they let it sit for a second. They both turn black, and this residue drops to the bottom. In the natural spring water from France... Uh, they again, they pick up the graphene out there with a magnet there. So uh, it makes you wonder how much that stuff is in our food. They're showing magnetized meats, all this stuff. Uh huh. Well, I don't eat. I I, I don't eat the meat. Uh, I'm very cautious uh, and I'm very attuned. All right. To my physiology, man. Have a great day. Yeah, my best. You're okay. That's the end of the show here. So. Uh, if you can help support the network and or its host, please do so. I uh, appreciate your uh, listening today. And uh, up next is uh, Truth uh, Media Reloaded with Tom Lacavera. So stay tuned. And uh, Sam, thank you for the control room, and we'll talk to you later. The song that they were singing. Then I headed back for home, and somewhere far away a lonely bell was ringing. And it echoed through the canyons Like the disappearing dreams of yesterday On the Sunday morning sidewalk Wishing, Lord, that I was stoned Cause there's something in a Sunday Makes a body Alone
There's nothing short of dying Half as lonesome as it sounds On the sleeping city sidewalk